Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well this week. For this week's episode, I wanted to discuss something that I was recently looking into myself. I decided to switch protein powders around January because I wanted to buy something that I could get easily delivered from Costco or any other online delivery website. And during that process, I did a lot of research into what makes a good protein powder. All of this started because my mom sent me a few articles when I told her that I was thinking of switching brands. And I realized I just assumed that all whey proteins and all pea proteins are the same. But as you've probably figured out, the reason that I'm doing an episode on this is because that's not entirely true. Um, I had really specific things in terms of convenience and for what I was looking for in a protein powder. I used to buy my protein powder from my dermatologist because it was medical grade protein powder that you can't get at a department store and you can't get it delivered to you. And so that was making it really difficult because every time I came home, I would have to take protein powder back with me. And that takes up a lot of space in my suitcase. If I come home only with a travel size suitcase or a carry on suitcase, then that was going to be sort of an inconvenience. And I also wanted to get it from somewhere where I wasn't going to be paying a lot of money in delivery fees, which is why I decided not to go with a brand like My Protein or Ghost Protein because I don't really buy anything else other than protein powder. I don't like pre-workout and I don't really eat protein protein bars from like random brands. I prefer things that are just like from Trader Joe's and I don't eat protein bars in general unless it's for like a quick snack. So that's kind of why I decided that, okay, I'm really only going to look at like Costco or Target or somewhere where I'm going to be ordering a bunch of other stuff from at the same time or somewhere where I can get free delivery. Um, But that was just my criteria for why I decided to make the switch um, now into the real part of the episode, which is telling all of you what I learned in this process. So whey proteins come in three forms. Concentrate is the first, it's the cheapest, and it contains between 29 to 89% of protein. And the rest is fat and carbs. And that is a really large range. So in your serving, you're either getting 30% protein and the rest is fat and carbs, or you're getting 90% protein and that 10% is fat and carbs. And the difference in between that is really big, obviously, which is why I think it's super important to pay attention to the type of protein you're getting and look at how much of what's in that protein is actually going to be protein. The second type of whey protein is isolate. It's more expensive and this tends to be 90% protein with less fats and carbs. And the final type of protein is hydrolysate, which is the most processed. It has a higher protein content, and because it is so processed, it is considered to be more easily digestible. These differences are why it's super important to read the packaging on your products and see what's actually in your protein, as well as just doing that preliminary research before deciding to buy a brand just because it's trending on Instagram. A really important difference between whey protein and other types of protein is that whey proteins are complete proteins. Um, This means that they're known to enhance muscle synthesis to a greater degree. It also contains the greatest amount of leucine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's, it contains a greater amount of leucine as compared to casein and soy proteins. And recently, leucine has been discovered to be a strong regulator of muscle protein synthesis, which is, as I said, super important. Uh, Complete proteins are complete proteins because they contain all the amino acids that you need. And so that's why whey proteins, and if you do eat meat, those are your best options for getting in as much protein as possible as compared to soy or vegan alternatives. 
Casein is another type of protein that I think is slightly less popular. I didn't really know much about it until researching for this episode, but it is also milk derived actually, but the difference is in digestion rates. Casein has been shown to inhibit whole body protein breakdown. So remember that we both grow and lose muscle on a daily basis. And if we can reduce the muscle breakdown per day while also increasing muscle growth per day, overall, we're going to be growing more muscle in the long term. And that's super important. So that could be one potential benefit of casein, even if it doesn't have as much protein as a whey protein. I'm not saying that you should make the switch, but um, it's just something cool that I found out while I was researching for this episode. All of that being said, plant proteins are a great alternative if you are lactose intolerant or dairy-free by choice. So soy is considered to be the highest quality in terms of protein of the plant-based options. I know that many people are very cautious of their soy intake due to its high estrogen levels. I actually did a lot of research on this when I first became vegetarian. And basically what I understood is that there are kind of inconclusive impacts on the... Um, there's inconclusive evidence on what the impacts of high levels of estrogen are in the body as would be created by the consumption of soy. And obviously that's not going to make your estrogen level skyrocket. Um, but what I would say is that I do eat a lot of soy in terms of tofu, um, because it is the chosen plant-based meat alternative and it's super easily accessible for me in grocery stores. And it's also really easy to turn it into different cuisines. I like to make tofu tacos. I also obviously put tofu in Thai food or any type of Asian food that I'm making. And a lot of South East Asian cultures feature soy in the form of tofu. And I think that if it was super harmful, we would have more conclusive results. But honestly, I would say everything in moderation. And if something about that just makes you uncomfortable, then soy is probably not the option for you. Other than that, there's also hemp protein um, and then pea protein, which I think is a very popular vegan protein alternative. I used to take pea proteins. Um, There's rice protein and There's a lot more actually, but all tend to be lower in protein content and can come with additional carbs and fats as is compared to taking away protein powder. They're also all usually incomplete proteins. So like I said before, they lack some of the amino acids that you need that can be found in things like meat or eggs or uh, whey proteins, for example. A word of caution, I think that I've mentioned this before on the channel, but supplements are usually unregulated, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. And that doesn't mean that all supplements are harmful, but research brands heavily and talk to professionals when possible about this. And also recognize that not everyone that works out needs protein powder. Some reasons that I take protein powder is first, it keeps me full. I started mixing it with my coffee in the middle of the day. If you know me, you know I'm not a big coffee drinker. Um, I don't really like it, but I'm on campus for a really long time, um, a couple days a week. And on those days, I found that mixing coffee with um, like a premier protein shake has been really good because it keeps me full and it gives me a lot of energy to get through um, the middle of the day. And then another reason that I consume protein powder is because I am vegetarian. I don't get enough protein in my diet every day, especially complete proteins, which is why I use whey protein. I don't drink milk. Um, I try not to consume too much dairy. That's just a personal choice. But that also means that my body isn't necessarily getting as much protein as it needs to keep up with my lifestyle in the city and then also how much I work out. So my personal experience with supplements in the form of protein powders um, is that when I 
first went vegetarian, I went really hardcore vegetarian and I went for pea protein because I felt like everything in my life had to be as dairy free as vegan as possible, even though I wasn't vegan. And I have since switched to whey. I think I was on pea protein for about a year before I made the switch because it is less mix-ins in terms of fats and carbs and it has a higher protein content. Um, I currently take a whey hydrolysate uh, from Costco and I haven't had any digestive issues. I would say that I have noticed a difference in terms of um, how bloated I feel and I feel like it's super easy to digest and it doesn't leave me feeling heavy or any type of way after consuming it. The one downside is it is a little bit chalky. This definitely does not taste as good as other proteins that I've used in the past. But I think that if you can have dairy, I feel that way is the easiest to digest. And I think the hydrolysate definitely makes a difference. I personally drink it with almond milk and it doesn't really make me bloat, which I love. Um, And I feel like I have been adding cacao powder to kind of enhance that chocolate taste. But, you know, if you're able to get through it and just chug it or mix it with water, kudos to you because I can't do that. But um, definitely I have noticed a difference with switching over to this type of protein. That is kind of all I had for today's episode. Of course, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on the Instagram account, either via commenting on any of the posts or personally DMing me. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your week and a reminder to always do your own research into products, which is why I personally refrain from naming brands when it comes to supplements, because I don't want anyone to blindly follow my experience. I want everyone to put in some work um, in terms of understanding what's best for them and their their lives, not because I want to make people's lives more difficult by not sharing certain brands, but I definitely think that I have personally made the mistake of assuming that because a certain influencer, not that I'm an influencer, but because someone that I follow is using something, I need to use that exact same thing and that will get me to where they are and that's not true. Um, so I think it's super important to do your own research. But with that, I'll see you all next week for another Finance Friday.